0: some of you guys may know my brother just got married so i text him i'm like hey I gotta write a best man speech. I'm like, you know, is there anything you want me to share? Anything you don't want me to share? And he's like, nah, you can say whatever you want. Wait, hold on. Don't tell that one story. This is that story. So I'm in like sixth or seventh grade, which means my brother was in fourth or fifth grade. And my mom leaves the house and she says, Matt's in charge. Now, here's the thing. My mom doesn't usually say that. So my mom's like, Matt's the boss. Listen to whatever he says. My, my mom, like, didn't say that normally. So I'm thinking, my brother must have done something to, like, get my mom mad and, like, riled up, you know, like, for her to kind of say that. So now I'm feeling all, like, in charge. Like, yeah, I'm the boss. I'm in charge. My mom leaves. And I'm, like, telling my brother, I'm like... I'm in charge, you listen to me, you do whatever I tell you. And he's like, no, you're not the boss of me. I don't have to listen to you. I'm like, yes you do, right? So finally, I'm, I'm, I'm so like high and mighty right now, so I'm like, you know what? Go to your room, you go to your room. I'm like screaming at him. He's like sitting at me, no, I'm not gonna listen. I'm like, go to your room. So finally, in an act of pure rage and defiance, my brother screams at the top of his lungs. He's like, no! And then takes a bite of the wall. <laughs> just straight up bites the wall. Like locks his jaw in there. It's like 30 seconds, won't move. I'm like, what is going on? So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird story. It makes sense. Rebecca's like, don't tell that at his wedding. I'm like, all right. My brother's completely normal. He has no mental disabilities. He just, like, you know, I was just a really bad boss. <laughs> Rebecca's laughing. I was a really bad Uh, boss, not a good person in charge. And that was my brother's response. (laughs) He just like had to defy me and took a bite of the wall. So, uh, I'm sure nobody here has done that. Although there's a few of us that I could maybe picture doing that if I got you angry enough. Okay. We're pointing fingers now. So, okay. There's a few people in the room. But, uh, yeah, you know, so all of us, though, whether you've had, uh, you've bitten the wall or not, whether you've had somebody tell you to go to your room, like your older sibling, whatever, all of us have had somebody an authority figure over us, and probably most of us have had, like, a bad boss over us, right? Like, I mean, you could almost, like, put some theme music to that little story and be like, it sounds like a sitcom, right? Like, I'm like, go to your room. I'm, like, in seventh grade, and he's like, no, and bites the wall, like, a little whatever. Maybe you feel like that at home. You think about your parents, or you think about, like, your coach or something, and you're like, man, this is like a TV show. Like, you're, like, what kind of boss are you? You're, like, you're supposed to be somebody in charge. Maybe you feel like they're like me in that story. Like, you are not somebody... I'm going to listen to right now. Maybe you feel like my brother, you'd like to take a bite out of the wall. I don't know. But, you know, we've been in this series, we, we called it Like a Boss. We've been talking about how all of us have authority figures in our life. It's actually just part of growing up. When you graduate high school and you kind of go into adult world, you still have bosses over you. And so we said last week that life is better when you honor the boss. You now your life is just better when you honor the boss. But maybe you're here, even maybe you weren't here last week, maybe you're hearing that for the first time. And that kind of sounds like, all right, sure, that's nice. But what if my boss isn't a good boss? What if the person, the authority figure in my life, my parent or my coach or my teacher or even my manager, if you work at QuickCheck or anywhere else you may work? I don't know. What if they're not a good boss? Do I have to listen to them? Do I what if my boss is lazy? What if my boss is irresponsible or disrespectful? What if my boss is dumb? What if my boss is wrong? And those are some good questions. Are we required to be good when we're following a bad leader? That's a really good question, and I think that's a fair question to ask. But I think that there's kind of a question behind the question. If I'm like, hey, dude, Greg, you know what? Life's better when you honor the boss. And you're like, yeah, but dude, but come on, like my coach, he's like dumb. Like, do I have to be good when he's dumb? I think the question behind the question, we're kind of really asking, like, well, do I have to respect them if they're dumb? Do I have to respect them if I disagree with them, if I don't like what they're saying? If they're wrong, do I have to agree? Do I have to respect them? Can I talk about them? Can I make fun of them like when they're like, like the, me in that story, like, you know, they're kind of dumb? I think that's a fair question, but the truth is we're always going to have some type of authority over us, and it's not always going to be a good authority. When I was 16, I worked at Old Navy. It was my first job. And right around this time of year, we go into holiday hours. And so uh, instead of closing at 10, we close at like 11 or 1130 or midnight. And so I'm there. It's late. And I'm not allowed to leave until we like, you know, finish folding all the clothes or something like that. So my boss comes out of the back room and she starts making fun of everybody. She's like, oh, you guys want to go home? Oh, you guys want to leave? Well, you better finish your pile of clothes, right? So she's laughing and everything. She comes up to me And it's like 11.30 at night. I'm not even supposed to be there because I'm a minor. I'm supposed to leave by like 10.30 or something. So she comes over and she's like, Matt, I thought you wanted to go home. When are you going to finish your piles?" She's going home. like She's just like mocking me and taunting me and not helping me. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you can imagine yourself in that situation. I was pissed. Like, I literally played it like four times in my mind. I'm like, I'm going to knock over this rack be like, I quit and walk out the door. And like half the reason I didn't do it is because I knew the door was locked and I'm going to have to ask them for the key to let me out. So that's half of why I didn't do it. I was so mad. Like, she's like, "Ah, making fun of me. So I think it makes sense. Like, do we have to be good when we're following a boss who's bad? That's a fair question to ask. So I want to look at a scripture today. I want to open up a verse and and I, it has something to say about this, and it may not be what you think. If you've been to youth group before, you've been here a lot, maybe you're like, I know what the answer is. Yes, dude, that's what God wants. You know what? Let's read it, because I think it's actually going to be a little bit different than you think what the answer is going to be, and so um, we're, we're checking. Uh, we're going to read something that Paul wrote. He's probably one of the most famous Christians in the world during the Roman Empire, helped spread the good news about Jesus, the gospel, and he wrote all these letters, and so most of the documents we have in the New Testament were written by this guy named Paul. And so um, we're going to be reading from the letter he wrote to Christians who lived in a city called Colosse. Uh, they, they were under persecution, and so basically, it has a lot to say about authority, our relationships, and part of this letter. It's challenging, but it's also kind of emotional in some ways. Parts of this letter, because the Christians who lived in that city, they were under terrible leadership. Like the people, the, the government who was over them, it, it was an awful situation. So what Paul wrote to them, he loved them and cared about these people. So Paul eventually, he risked his life and eventually lost his life because he was spreading the good news about Jesus. He believed that if you followed Jesus, your life would be completely different. And so he gave his life for that truth. And so whatever he wrote to these people, he wrote it because he believed this will make your life better. That's why he wrote it. He's not writing because it's just like the right thing to do or whatever. He really believed that this would make your life better. And that's kind of my angle tonight. That's, that's the youth leaders. That's our angle. Like the stuff we talk about here at Youth Group, it's not because like, well, here's right and here's wrong. It's like I really believe if you can get a hold of what we talk about tonight, your life will be better. The longer that you wait, like when you become an adult. Well, anyway, hold on. All right. That's, that's all I'll say. I could just keep going there. All right. Anyway, so it's in Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to read it. It'll be on the screen if you don't have it. Colossians 3, verse 23. Here's what it says. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. I'm gonna stop right there. Right out of the gate, he's telling us what to do. No matter who your authority is, if your authority is good or if your authority is bad, picture like you're working for God. You may be like, wait, but what if my authority, look like what we said, right? What if they're dumb? What if they're stupid? What if, what if they get from bad to worse? What if they treat me bad? What if they single me out and they're calling me out and they don't like me? Do I have to listen to them? Do I have to be good? Do I have to follow them? He's like, well, it's not a you, it's not a they thing. Whoever is in charge in your life, whoever the boss is, your parent or your coach or a manager or even a teacher, whoever it may be that you may be having a hard time with, whether it's good or bad, it's not about how they are. It's, it's a God and you thing. It's between you and God how you should act. And so that's what he wants you to do. You're supposed to work hard. That's your role. It has nothing to do with whether your authority is wise or foolish. It doesn't matter. And so while you're doing your part, God is going to do his part. Here's what else it says, right? Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. But if you do what what is wrong, you'll be paid back for the wrong you've done, for God has no favorites. So he's talking about an inheritance. You know, that's something that children would get, like, you know, when their parents pass away. And so he's kind of saying that this church, we don't really have much of an inheritance. And what, what he's kind of saying is like, man, God has your inheritance. God has your back. He's looking out for you. It's kind of what he's saying here. And then he says this. He's basically saying that uh, God, God will take care of the authority over you, right? He says, if you've done something wrong, God, God's going to repay it. God's aware of it. So if, if you have an authority in your life who's maybe not a good person, like not, doing, not leading you right, if you, have, if you have a bad boss, a bad coach, or a bad teacher, you don't have to worry. God is going to handle them. We don't know how or when, but God's not sleeping on the job. God is aware of what you're doing. Uh, of what you're going through, he's aware that there's an authority figure in your life who maybe's not doing a good job right now, and it doesn't slip past him unnoticed. God is going to handle it. How does He handle it? Well, we don't know. He says your part is to work hard. That's your role between you and between you and God. If you're in a if you're in a position where an authority figure is not doing great, or they're not leading you well, or they're you know whatever mistreating you or whatever, God's like you work hard. Pretend like you're working for me and I'm going to handle this. I know what's going on, and I will deal with it. And so do your part and trust God with his. Kind of another way to say it is like this. Control what you can control, and trust God with what you can't. Control what you can control, and trust God with what you can't. And so you, you're you never going to be able to escape the problem that, that sometimes there's going to be an imperfect person over you. People are imperfect, and so sometimes the boss in your life is not going to be perfect. But God's not giving us a free pass, to, uh, to mock them, to disobey them, insult them, or dishonor those people. But I don't want to stop there. I don't think that's the only thing the Bible says about it. I want to read another passage in the book of Acts. In Acts, it's when uh, right after Jesus has rose from the dead, and so the church is kind of starting. Like People are like, man, what do we do with this? Like, Jesus. So Peter and uh, John, they're two of Jesus' disciples. They're telling tons of people about Jesus, and they get arrested. And these people, they say, hey, stop talking about Jesus. We don't want you to say another word. And the people who arrested them, they're the leaders of their countries. You have to understand, like the leaders of their country are like, can you please stop doing this, right? So it's directly against what Jesus told them not to do. Jesus says, hey, tell everybody about me. Then the leaders of their country arrest them and say, don't say anything about Jesus. So they have to make a decision. These are two young guys. Some people think that they may have actually been teenagers. So actually maybe people your age are uh, in this story. And the same Peter uh, who, who had denied Jesus uh, just a couple, a couple days or a couple weeks before to a teenage girl, she was like, hey, do you know that guy Jesus? He's like, no, because he didn't want to get in trouble. The same guy, he says this to the authorities. It's Acts chapter 4, verse 19. He says this, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we've seen and heard. So in other words, he's like, hey, I know you're the boss. I know you're the leader. And I know you're asking me to not do this, but I can't not do this. I know You may have to make up your mind if you think I should follow you or if I should follow God, but we've already made up our minds. We follow God, and we're going to do what Jesus told us to do. So if you're paying attention to everything we've talked about so far, you may be like, wait a minute, hold on, Matt. I thought the first verse you said basically said, like, listen, and then now you're saying, like, don't listen. <laughs> like, what's the big deal? Uh, are you saying that we can, like, defy authority? Like, we don't have to obey sometimes? Like, short answer, yeah, actually, I'm saying that in in some way. It's it's a little bit tricky. Uh, This is kind of where following Jesus becomes real. It's not just about, hey, here's, that's what I'm saying. It's not just about the right decision. Well, you're supposed to follow the rules, and that's what God wants you to do. It's not about that. Following Jesus is real, and so the truth is there may be times when the right thing for you to do is to respectfully and humbly and compassionately Tell an authority figure, hey, man, I can't do that. I can't follow that because it's against what's right or it's against what's wise. It's against what God wants you to do. You you have to say it respectfully. If something like that happened, you'd have to be like, hey, I don't mean to disrespect you. I don't mean to defy you in any way, uh, but I can't do that. There are times in your life when you may have to honor an authority, but not obey them. But... Those times in your life, they're probably few and far between. Some of you guys getting a little sparkle in your eye, like, wait, so seriously, like tomorrow in math, I can tell my teacher, like, Pastor Matt said, I don't have to obey you. Like, okay, (laughs) I'm not necessarily, I'm not really saying that necessarily. Sometimes it's hard to handle, it's hard to get a handle, like, man, when is the right time? When am I supposed to, like, honor and obey and like just say like, God, I'm working for you and I'm not going to, I know you're going to take care of this, so I'm just going to focus on you, God. And when are the times when I have to say, you know what, I have to tell this person I'm not doing that. It can be tricky to figure that out. And that's why honestly, like being in youth group is so important. That's why being in a small group is so important and having a small group leader in your life and other adults who care about you is so important. Because We help each other navigate those conversations. Man, if you're in a place where your teacher is picking on you constantly and, like, you know, that type of thing, you're like, man, when does it make sense for me to say something? Like, if you're in a setting like small group and we're talking about it, like, a youth leader who maybe has been there before can help you make that decision. And so it's important to be in youth group and to be in community like that. But most of the time, leaders, they're not going to ask you to do something illegal or immoral. Uh, but there will be times where you have a leader and they're not a great boss, just like me in that story with my brother. I wasn't a great boss. You're going to have people like that in your life, just like my boss at Old Navy. And so the takeaway for tonight, it's control what you can control and trust God with what you can't. Control what you can control and trust God with what you can't. God is still looking out for you. He knows with what, what He knows what you're dealing with and he's aware of what you're dealing with. So control uh, what you can control and trust God with what you can't. And so if you're here tonight and you're like, this is you, you're like, man, that's how I feel right now with my parents. That's how I feel right now with my teacher that or my coach or my manager or my boss or whatever. If you feel like there's somebody like that in your life, I'm sorry, I, I it stinks, but that's kind of part of life. And so I wanna help you to kind of put this into practice. Here's like three steps that you can do. If you feel like you're challenged right now, like, man, I'm trying to deal with this. Like, how do I do it? So the first one's this, forgive. If you're dealing with an authority figure right now and you're having a hard time, you got to forgive. Realize that nobody is perfect and the people over you are not going to get it right. Last week, we talked about how our bosses all have a boss. Most of them are not trying to make your life miserable, but maybe they are, and you have to forgive. Even if they don't deserve your forgiveness, you've got to forgive. Remember, we said control what you can control. Trust God with what you can't. So you can't control them. You can't control how they're going to treat you, but you can control... Your attitude towards them so you're gonna say, you know what God, I'm gonna forgive them. The second thing is this, be reasonable. okay be reasonable. Um, irresponsi- irresponsible actions will almost always lead to terrible outcomes. So do your best to make the right choices regardless of what other people may be doing or how they may be acting and that means you need to honor the authority figure in your life even if they're a bad boss right now. So forgive, be responsible and the last one's this lead up, lead up. So kind of like maybe the boss in your life has got a terrible attitude. Maybe they're even acting like immature or like a child and you're like, man, I thought you're supposed to be like the boss, you're an adult. Well, you can lead up. If you choose to have the right attitude, you can be the leader in that situation. Even though you may not have the title of boss, even though they're technically in charge of you, you need to honor them still, your attitude can be an example for other people. It may even be an example for that boss in your life. And so... If that's you, if you're struggling right now with a boss figure in your life who's like a pretty bad boss, those are, some, those are some tips for you. Forgive, be responsible, and lead up. Do your part and trust God with his. When we respect authority and honor God with our actions, it's pleasing to him. So whatever situation you're, you're in, what would it look like, man? What would it look like if you honored the boss? What if you stepped up and became the one that leads other people? You don't have to have the official title of boss to do any of this. In my story in Old Navy, I told you I really wanted to quit (laughs) right then and there. But I didn't. And, um, you know, if it was today, I would have said something. If I was feeling, like, gutsy enough, I probably would have said it right there and been like, you can't talk to me this way. Like, this is wrong. But if I was not feeling gutsy, I'd probably, like, the next week after I cooled down, I'd say, hey, look, do you remember last week? That was totally inappropriate. I'm not okay with that. Like, you're my boss. You can't be taunting me. Like, that's what I would do today. Unfortunately, I was like 16 and I didn't know that I had like that kind of, you know I could do that. So I didn't say anything, but I kept a cool head. I kept a cool attitude. I honored the boss there. And a couple months later, I'm in the back room with that same manager, the same boss who was like laughing at me, making fun of me, and I wanted to punch her in the face. I'm back there and she, she knows that I'm a Christian, right? And I've had, I've tried to keep a good attitude this whole time at Old Navy. She opens up to me about some things in her life. She talks to me about her husband and her family. She tells me where she, that she wants to trust God and have a relationship, but she's struggling with believing and this and that. And I'm like, wow. And I had an opportunity to share God's truth and God's love and God's plan with her. And I think it was because I honored the authority in my life. I could have cursed her out right then and there. And she probably deserved me to talk back to her like that, but I didn't. And that's not the lesson. The lesson isn't like I'll never talk back. The lesson is when you honor authority, God can use you. And so that's how it ended for me. So ultimately, that's the example that Jesus set for us as well. So if uh, you and I want to experience freedom in our interactions with authority figures in our lives, we have to choose to do our part. Control what you can control and trust God with what you can. You can control you, and that's how you can live like a boss. So let me... uh. Let me pray for you guys, and and we'll, we'll split to our small groups. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your love, God, and thank you for the truth of your word, God. Just like we were singing in worship, thank you that we can trust you, build our lives on your love, God. And, Lord, some of us now, I mean, we may have some bosses in our life, God, that aren't really a good boss. Kind of that story of me was kind of silly, but really... Some of us may have a boss like that, God, or a boss like my old Navy story, God, somebody who's really not treating us right or they're really being a bad boss in our life, Lord. So help us to live this verse out, Lord God. Help us to picture that we're working for you. Remind us, God, that you're aware of the bosses and how they're treating us, God. So we don't need to focus on them. We don't need to make fun of them. We don't need to defy them or or uh, disobey them like necessarily. We can honor them still and work for you, God, and trust that you're going to work it out, Lord. And if there is a situation where, man, maybe we should speak up. I probably should have spoken up at that time at Old Navy, God. Maybe some of us are in that situation. Help us to figure that out, God, and help us to do it with love and respect just like we saw in the book of acts, God, like your disciples did. Help us to live like that, Lord. Be with us the rest of tonight, God, as we talk about small groups. In your name. Amen.